Dirt Balls, it's the summer, it's hot, it's sweaty, it's muggy out there, which means you need to get some new underwear. Thank God for our friends at Chill Boys. Get rid of those sweaty, itchy binding underwear and get you a pair of Chill Boys available right now at chillboys.com. They offer a variety of underwear to keep your balls feeling nice and fresh and eliminating swamp ass. Let's just address it right now. Swamp ass is a serious issue. And if you want to just eradicate that problem, go get you some chill boys. It's time to upgrade your undies, boys. Use discount code DIRTY20 at chillboys.com to save 20% on your first order. That's DIRTY20 to save 20% at chillboys.com. All right, let's start the show. Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. Welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. I am your host, Andy Ruther, coming to you live from the Smut Studio in Venice Beach, California, with my co-host on my left, Joey. No chill, pray now. Morning, Andy. Hey, bud. How's it going? It's good. So you got the golf hat today. Yeah, I'm going golfing with Tug after the show. We had, a, we had talks of like a dirty sports foursome, but uh, the Andes are hard to wrangle schedule-wise. So uh, I threw out a couple options. You couldn't do one. Laz couldn't do one. Tug couldn't do one. And then Tug f- shot me back, and he said, well, can you play Thursday afternoon? And I said, I sure can. He goes, let's just do it. So I said, let's go. Well, why don't I, after the show, see, I'm supposed to have dinner tonight, but let me just see what time exactly. Well, I don't know if we'll be able to just show up at the course and add another person on, but we'll see. Oh, yeah. Okay. Because we're playing two, so they they may be pairing us with two other people there. Yeah. It's busy these days, the golf course. I got gotcha. you. But, but we'll see. You know me, I always want to check in on the the transient situation yeah. at the Penmar I mean, it's certainly, course. If, if you're free, it's certainly worth taking a ride over, packing packing the clubs and taking a ride over and seeing if the seeing if the Penmar starter will send us out. Yeah. Or I can just pay one of the transients to eliminate two of the other four in the foursome. Yeah, yeah. Have a transient stab somebody. <laughs> Dude, Venice? I know we keep saying it. It's next level. It's next level. The amount of houses being built, like survivor houses, are everywhere. Yeah. There's one that's pretty close to here now. There's one that I always talk about that's like the bamboo survivor house. Yeah. But now there's another one. There's multiple. There's one There's one right at the corner of uh, Venice Way and like Venice Boulevard where they run into each other right by the library. Yeah. It's just 15 tarps. Yeah. Like I'm like, dude. It's a two-story house. I'm like, what do tarps cost? Tarps gotta cost twenty bucks, ten bucks. 
You have 15 tarps. Sell your tarps. Get get a suit. Go on a job interview. So I'm going to, I keep saying this, I'm going to do it for real. I'm going to go film. It's like an MTV Cribs version of The Homeless to kind of show people because we need visuals. And I'll have Nick do the compilation. Yeah. It's it's ridiculous out there. Yeah. It's out of control. But, hey, man. What are you going to do? I, th- I think that's what the local officials say. You know the emoji, just the shrug? Yeah. Like, that's what the local... It's like the facepalm emoji? Yeah. They're just, what are you going to do? I saw something interesting today, though, when I was coming here on... Uh, I guess that would be, I guess it would be not Venice Way. What's the next one over from Venice Way? It's not Windward. But uh, whatever the next street, maybe it is Windward. That is Windward. The next street over, up a little bit toward like uh, Abbot Kinney, right in the middle of the street, there was a cop car parked and it just said Venice Patrol on the side. Like, I don't know if this is like a new special unit of guys who sit in the middle of a street where nothing's happening and do like Paw Patrol. But, yeah, I've never seen a Venice Patrol car before. I don't know if that's a private unit or yeah. if that's a new special unit of the of the LAPD. But there's a Venice Patrol now. That's probably just someone who wrote that on the side. That's not a real cop. No, it was like a legit. It was like a legit squad car. Okay. With like a badge on the side. Like it wasn't it wasn't spray painted on. By the way, not to change the subject, lots of comments happening in YouTube about my hair right now. Yeah, your hair's out of control. <laughs> yeah. There's there's a Venice homeless person living in the back of your mullet. Oh, it's disgusting. You know, I just learned something because I don't have long hair normally. And somebody's like, you know, you're not supposed to always use because women know this, and obviously I don't because I don't have long hair. You're not you're not supposed to always use shampoo and conditioner because it gives you split ends, apparently. Okay. And I don't know if I've been doing it wrong for the last few months, but I really want to do this. I want to go full mullet in the next week. So do it. You want me to do it? I have clippers. I know. How to cu- I know. How to, I mean. Well, I know I, how to fuck up a mullet. But I guess that'd be my question is, do you know how to... I want to make a legit... I mean, we'll just take off the sides. Leave the back. Leave, Trim the top. But I almost want to have a professional do it. Okay. A professional mullet. And the mullet's not going to be here forever. Sure. I just want to have a mullet. Because I never had... I mean, it's kind of a mullet now. But I want a legit mullet. Get back to my... Where's Trippy? Trippy can't come over and cut your hair by the pool? I haven't talked to him. And I think... I don't know if Trippy's still alive. Oh, well, that's a sad thought. No, no, I don't know. I haven't talked to him in over a year. The barbershops are closed. I mean, there. I mean, in this day and age, there is the chance that Trippy isn't alive. I mean, to, like, to be fair, he is a person of color, and he does travel with scissors in his car. So there is a chance that he was gunned down trying to enter his car. Is that your segue? That's my segue. Uh, we, after after looking into it, Trippy had uh, Barber's shears in his car. The man had to die. It's the only it's the only way we can keep things safe. That's how we're jumping. We had to, in. We had to murder a barber. That's how we're jumping into the yeah. uh, NBA and sports talk about Jacob Blake's murder. Yeah. Uh, 
my girlfriend just texted me. She's a big tennis fan. Uh, tennis has postponed for the day. Your Cincinnati Open or whatever they call it. That, that the Western act- Southern Open? What yeah, is that? Yeah, that they're now playing in uh, New York. Uh, they postponed for the day. So, so everybody's on a break. So everybody's on a break. Yeah. Which I have a lot of thoughts. You have a lot of thoughts. I have a lot of notes. A lot has happened in the last 24 hours. And uh, we're going to jump into it. And and I just want to say before we jump into it, these are obviously issues where people are going to have strong opinions on either way. But my only request for the listeners is that you just take time to think about things while we discuss it. If I can put in a request for everybody. So the NBA yesterday, I should say the Milwaukee Bucks, Joe, decided that they didn't want to play because of, and I I, I apologize because I misspoke earlier, I said murder of Jacob Blake being shot seven times in the back. Yeah. Paralyzed from the waist down, at least for now. Correct. Possibly forever. So they decide they don't want to play. It happened in Wisconsin. Kenosha? Yep. They're obviously Wisconsin's basketball team. They also had a player on their team who was assaulted by police last year. Which player was that? I forget the dude's name, sadly. Uh, but I know he's involved of a law. I'm sorry, involved in a lawsuit. Yeah, because I believe he parked in a handicapped parking spot, which seems like a reasonable thing to assault somebody for. I, I'm sure no none of our listeners have ever done that, and uh, I'm sure you've never done that. I'm sure I've never done that. And uh, you, you know, know my thought on handicapped parking spots: just eliminate them. Okay. For the most part, it's an interesting hot take. Well, they don't use them. But the idea is, you know, if somebody does come and use them, they have a shorter distance. 90% of people using handicapped parking spots are obese people who are handicapped. I'm just saying. I know I've been canceled for that, but I'm just saying. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. So they uh, they decided to not play yesterday's Game 5 against the Orlando Magic. And that's sort of set off a snowball effect. Um, a couple of, I mean, the rest of the NBA schedule was canceled. Today's NBA schedule was canceled. At earliest, they're going to start tomorrow. A couple baseball teams decided not to play. Uh, I believe hockey. They played. Uh, played the, with their, I mean, their who, aggressive whiteness. We're like, we're not involved in this at all. Well, whatever. I Look, I, I'm not going to. That That's a discussion. I'm not going to penalize people who played and who didn't play. Uh, to me, that's that's not a productive discussion the she's half black half japanese the tennis player mm-hmm. she decided she's really good sorry Naomi osaka thank you look at you yeah she decided not to play so the effect the point is the effect was seen throughout the sports world the detroit lions did not practice um on tuesday Multiple teams not practicing today. Yeah. So, we've never seen anything like this. Am I correct in that? I think I am. Yeah. I mean, I don't I don't know about multi-sport strikes, boycotts, yes. uh, day off. 
We've never seen uh, a team itself pull out of a basketball, like a playoff basketball game and say that they weren't playing. Um, you know, we've seen individuals. We've seen people like Muhammad Ali yeah. give up boxing for years because protesting the Vietnam War. We've seen individuals do this. We, like you said, we've not seen teams. And then the ripple effect, which I think is, look, I don't even want to talk about before we get into the actual discussion, the ripple effect to me is so powerful. And I think people really need to understand that. I still firmly believe in the power of the people. I do. And I could be naive in that mindset, but I think it was shown here. So I just want to say off the bat, anyone out there who thinks boycotting is not effective, I think you're delusional. We've boycotted since the beginning of time, right, with this yeah. country. We boycotted taxation without representation, the Boston Tea Party. All these things, boycotts have effects because they have fiscal concerns and or fiscal effects. And I just want to say that this showed it has an effect. So anybody who says it doesn't have an effect. Anybody who says this is millionaires taking a day off is a dipshit. It has an effect. We, we can't undermine the effect. The, the bottom line is the NBA pays, the, the NBA owners pay their players. Correct. They pay them, you know, a range from the basketball minimum to, you know, the, the LeBron James and the Kevin Durant's and the basketball maximum. Uh, but the owners make their money on the TV deals, on selling tickets. Uh, obviously not selling tickets at this point, but uh, on on all the TV. So not playing the game has an effect on the owners. And threatening to not play the games at all has a serious effect. On and, the owners and the players. And people, and people are saying... What would this even do? What would what did yesterday do? What did this do? First of all, I think that there's two different issues here. I don't know if you caught any of the Dom Smith, who's on the Mets, who you know, first baseman and outfielder for the Mets. The dude was, uh, like crying like a like a baby after the game. He is African American. He is the only person who kneeled during the anthem yesterday. He really was like they played yesterday and he was sobbing in a press conference after the game. So the idea that if the NBA comes back on Friday or if the NBA comes back on Saturday, then what was the point of this whole thing? Well, how about the point of this whole thing uh, on a very base level? is when 85% of your league is African-Americans, how about giving them a day off whenever somebody gets shot in the back for God knows what reason? I think for me, it's really cool to see, like I said, to go back, the power that people have, that I think people are realizing it. And I just want to say this. It's not just pro athletes. Again, I believe you can really, if you effectively boycott things, and, and we'll get into that discussion about the NBA, about where they're headed, 
Because we live in a day and age, Joe, you'd agree with this, I think, where everyone claims they're going to boycott something on Twitter or Instagram. I mean, that's what I, yeah. And they don't do it. That's what I said yesterday. A lot of people were really upset that the Bucks weren't playing, that I was told were done with the NBA months ago because they don't like the social justice message and because get woke, go broke, and blah, 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 blah. It's like, you know... Like I'll just call out people by name, our 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 boy on the show, and spoiler to our boy Alex Bresler, Alex, I unfollowed you. You're a fucking dipshit. All you do is criticize the NBA and LeBron James and Black Lives Matter and all this stuff, and talk about your conservative views. And guess what? You constantly tweet about Nets basketball. Shut the fuck up. Boycott or don't. Have the balls to be like these players and fucking you, you you say all this shit is Mark Marxist garbage? Then stop fucking watching and stop tweeting about it. Your nets got swept because they fucking suck and you know about it because you watched. Because you don't stand for shit. You're gonna boycott. LeBron James is a hypocrite. LeBron James gets fucked by China. Blah blah blah. All your bullshit logic. And you watched every single Nets basketball game because you stand for nothing. Well, look, I I don't I don't want to do <laughs> I don't want to do I'm trying let's let's try to steer clear from personal attacks here. I, I'll personally I, attack fucking everybody. But but Joe, this is my point. Hypocrisies do exist. Look, I have a lot of notes on this because I've I I get frustrated as well with hypocrisies, and I've been open about that within the NBA with people like LeBron James. And and that's where it gets to me to the boycott, though. I do believe, though, if the NBA players or the Major League Baseball or the NFL, if they're really serious, I, I think at this point we're all aware whether we agree or disagree with the current climate and that it, there needs to be change. I think at this point we need a legit boycott. And I think these are, these are good questions to ask. What real change can happen? But meanwhile... Without boycotts, But though? here's the thing, Andy. I is, think that's a good question. Yeah, but here's the thing. You're, you're asking people that, that cross like multiple levels of, of pay, of success, of notoriety, of everything... To join in and do the same thing. So yesterday, the Bucks, who are the one seed in the East and the NBA title favorites, started this by boycotting a game. The reports are that in a meeting after, the top two seeds in the West, the Lakers and the Clippers, with, again, across those three teams, three of the biggest stars in Giannis, LeBron, Kawhi, Anthony Davis, four of the biggest stars in the league. Those were the teams that were at the forefront of this. And those guys, LeBron apparently walks out of the meeting upset that, you know, everybody else wasn't on board or whatever. I don't know. These are the reports. But Alex Caruso may or may not have a job in the NBA based on what he does in this playoffs for this Lakers team with guys out with Avery Bradley opting out, with Rondo Hurt. This makes or breaks his NBA career. 
And I'm not bringing him up because he's white. I'm bringing him up because he's a probably a minimum. He's a borderline player. Yeah, he's a borderline player. So, yes, I 100% agree with you that boycotts can work. But how do you ask everybody to be on the same page? LeBron James, go to your Brentwood mansion and take your $200 million in your contract and be fine. And Alice Caruso and every other borderline guy. I agree. I, look, look, there's no disagreement I mean, Trey Burke that. may or may not play next year because of what he's been able to do in this playoffs. I 100% agree, and I know it's complicated, and I know it's not easy. But my opinion, and it's just my opinion, at this point, is that they have the Black Lives Matter on the court. They have the social justice banners in the back of their jerseys. My point is, if you want significant change for anything in this country, you need we need to make hard, difficult decisions. And, and, and I just think at this point, you have one foot in the water. We saw the effect. And by the way, again, I'm not saying they have to do this. I'm just saying what I think would cause real change. You have one foot in the water. You took yesterday off. Suddenly baseball teams are doing it. Suddenly NFL teams, individual athletes are doing it in their sports. And that's my point is that it all goes back to the power to the people. And the real change to me, if you want real reform, doesn't happen with just owners throwing more money. But we don't know what the conversation was like. Again, you and I talked about it before the show. The real, I mean, forget boycotting. The real change, because if the owners don't do shit, it doesn't matter. The real change comes from the billionaires that own these teams Agreed. having their hands forced by their players. Agreed. And and not saying, just throw a couple hundred thousand dollars or let us put this on the court or let us put that on the court. Politicians are all bought and sold like candy. Exactly. Okay? Billionaires that own football teams, that own oil companies, that own sh that are shipping magnates, that are tech lords, that are all this stuff, they have the ability to affect politicians. Policies. They, they can yes. talk to those people directly. They can spend money on lobbyists. They can affect real change. We don't know that the owners weren't a part of the conversation yesterday and say, yeah, we'll do that. I saw the report today that the Houston, the Toyota Center in Houston, where the Rockets play, will be a voting center. That'll be a place where people can go vote on Election Day. So we don't know what conversation has happened and what conversation is going to happen. But I 100% agree with you. But here's the thing. The threat of walking out, the the day of walking out, the whatever, that's already affected this conversation. No, and I and I agree. And I, by the way, I, I'm glad you said all those points because I was going to make those because I agree. And, and I think that's just following the money in the bigger picture. But I guess in my opinion, I feel to really cause those changes, like you're saying, the billionaires donating to the politicians and the lobbyists, which are actual policies being made. I guess in my opinion, at this point, real change will happen by these players not playing or opting out. And I could be wrong, 
But now, I, you know, the the bigger thing was if the NBA stopped playing the playoffs this year, and we've already seen it affecting a couple baseball teams, a couple football teams, whatever. If if LeBron James and Kawhi Leonard and Anthony Davis and Giannis said we are not finishing the NBA season, people can believe it or not. That would have affected the NFL. I totally that agree. Would have, the, the the chances of the NFL College having football? a season go out the window if that happens because every single person and and you can see this when you like with social media with the SB awards with the, all these things the Saquon Barkley's of the world the Deshaun Watson's of the world LeBron James is their hero this is a guy that has been achieving and and doing things at a level that these guys can only imagine when a guy like that says I'm not doing it anymore that trickles down. Yeah. And the the bottom line is, in in a sense, they were on the cusp of d- doing what the pandemic did and essentially ending sports for us again. Which, exactly. And, and that's my point of all this. You were on the cusp. And I'm not saying it's easy. And I, by the way, I don't, I would never tell anybody what to do. I just I just want to make that clear. I'm not telling NBA players to play, not to play, because the Alex Caruso example is perfect. Because I don't want to tell someone's livelihood what they should and shouldn't do. All I'm saying is I think for real change, like you said, if the NBA doesn't play, it's going to be really hard for the NFL stars to play. And then we're having legitimate real change I think happen in the country because you see this everywhere you're gonna need the money to be affected and these are billions of dollars with billionaire owners and how is the money I guess my point watching it play out and we don't know yet is continuing the season What kind of change does that really do? That's all I'm saying. Well, we'll we'll find out. And I think, you know, the idea that you're going to affect all the owners equally or simultaneously isn't reasonable as well. You're right. I mean, look at the NFL. The NFL is a punchline at this point. Roger Goodell sitting down saying we should have listened to Colin Kaepernick earlier. All the everybody like essentially four years ago yesterday was the day that Colin Kaepernick kneeled. And now everybody's going, you know, you know, we really should have. We really should. It's like you didn't. He never changed what he said he was kneeling for. You were just too fucking ignorant to listen to Roger Goodell is smart enough to understand the words that Colin Kaepernick said. And then he blackballed him from a league. He colluded with owners to make sure that they didn't fucking sign him. He took him to fucking court over it. He paid a settlement over it. Like, the idea that these guys won't have to have their arms twisted out of the fucking socket to do it is a joke because they had to. Yeah. Four years, and he's just saying it now. Well, obviously, those words, to me, and you can change as a person, you can change your opinions. 
I think those words, I agree, to me, are they're, they're meaningless. We'll never know if he's actually changed. I don't think he has, Roger Goodell, his viewpoints. I think no, he, he's, what, he's cha- what he's realized is that the, the tide is turning. Sure. And the vocal minority that was writing letters and saying that they were boycott, the NBA has shown that that you can you can be you can do all the social justice you want and it really isn't going to affect your bottom line. And anybody who thinks oh ratings are down, guys they're showing NBA playoff games at ten thirty AM West Coast time. Guess what? Ratings for primetime games are up. Look, I and I don't even care about that stuff. But I, that but that's the only thing owners care about is yeah. making money. I, I think there's a there's a lot of reasons um ratings are up. But but I will say this about all the social justice formats and platforms with sports. And and we might disagree on this. I do think there is and I talked yesterday with Tug Coker about this. Shout out to Tug. I do think there is a significant number of people and it's definitely going to be white people who have fatigue who aren't racist who aren't saying shut up and dribble, but they just, it goes back to that old Bill Burr bit from like 2014 of they just want to watch sports to escape COVID. To escape, you know what I'm saying? So, so great. So cancel a national anthem. Don't have the U.S. flag on anything. Don't, don't no, do anything. No, no but, but hold on. But hold on. Let me finish my point. My point is I think there is fatigue. I'm just saying I think there are a lot of people out there yeah, but that's me, Andy. I know, I know, but hold, hold on. on. Listen to me. After 2001, that's me. After 2001, after 9-11, we got to do the national anthem. We got to do God Bless America. We got to do all this fucking shit every fucking inning of a baseball game. We got to do This Land is My Land. Sure. We got to do Born in the USA. We got to do Neil Diamond's America. We got to do Simon and Garfunkel's America. Leave me the fuck alone. But you started it. You started it. What, what? The fucking faux patriot bullshit with playing the national anthem at baseball games during World War One. You fucking started it. Well, hold on. And now it's coming back to bite you in the ass, and you don't like it. Fuck off. You're you're making it more of a political thing. No, I, it is a political thing, Andy. I, I, all I'm this saying this all is... started four years ago with Colin Kaepernick kneeling during the national anthem. Correct or not correct in sports. And the national anthem started because the U.S. government and the fucking military industrial complex wanted to get sports fans all rah, rah, rah for America by playing the national anthem before baseball games. Why? It doesn't have motherfucking shit to do with anything. So you started it and now it turns around and bites you in the ass and you don't like it? Well, you are the ones that opened Pandora's box. Leave the fucking song at home and this never would have been a fucking thing. So you're saying none of the social issues is a thing if there's no national anthem. No, the social issues are a thing. But this is all leaked over to sports athletes using their platform for attention to affect change because every single fucking one of these people got the idea from Colin Kaepernick who kneeled during the national anthem four years ago. And that's the whole thing. Fists up during the national anthem Nin- at the Olympics. 1968. 
Muhammad Ali not fighting because he had to go to the draft. The military trying to force the heavyweight champion of the world to enlist in the army. Yeah. And, and I, you have made this and hold on. about the fucking flag and about his, and now it's turned around and it's bit you in the ass and you don't like it. I, tough shit. I just want to say this and I saw a comment on YouTube. I When I say fatigue from it and I, that's why I said white people because I'm sure black people are like, hey, we have fatigue from getting shot in the back and, and that's all in my notes and I wanted to say that. I, I'm not disagreeing. I'm just saying from that perspective is that there are people out there who think that way. That Cool. Cry, you triggered snowflake cuck, right? Isn't that? You soy boy fatigue. Oh, is the soy but, 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 pissy but, but, but pants soy you, boy fatigue. You're not listening to what I'm saying. I'm saying there are people out there who have no problem with people having opinions, but it's no different. But the court triggers them. It's no different than, again, this goes back to, we all need to watch the point of like Bill Burr's bit was I don't put on baseball games to be be reminded of cancer. Do you see what I'm saying? That's all I'm saying. I'm not taking a side in this. I'm just saying these are the opinions of, the, of those people. Just like the opinions of someone of color would say, yeah, man, we have fatigue from getting shot in the back. Yeah, I don't put on baseball games to think about bombs bursting in the air while we're at war. So let's start with the very, 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 very first 80-year-old political message that we instituted in sports. Lose the fucking national anthem before sporting events. Once and for fucking all. The end. Start there. Until you start there. Every, the second, the third, the fourth, the fifth, the sixth, the seventh, the eighth, the twentieth, the two hundredth political message that has been a part of sports, we're not going to talk about. Start with the first one. Take your political shit out of sports, and then we'll have a conversation about the rest of them. So you think if, and I'm not even saying I disagree. I'm saying if you want to have a conversation about it, start with one. Start with the first one. Yeah. Where it all began. I don't give a shit about your stupid song. The poem sucks. The song sucks. Everybody you have singing at the fucking thing suck. They suck. You get the budget ass. You get some fucking army guy who also fucking sang a cappella. It sucks. Well, I don't think the song sucks. I think it's a beautiful song. I think it's garbage. Yeah. Get rid of it. And until you do that, you don't get to talk about education reform more a senior. And you don't get to talk about Black Lives Matter. You opened the door. You opened the door to let's make sports political. Until you're ready to do that, don't talk to me. You worked up today. It's just, it's like... You know, we talk all the time about the hypocrisy. The hypocrisy is all of the people complaining about sports being coming political are upset 
that one guy said, I'm not participating in your political event before sports games. That's where it started. Hi, my name is Colin Kaepernick. I am not participating in your political patriotic event that has no bearing on this football game and happens before I play. And now people are upset that we've made sports political? Are you motherfuckers brain dead? Well, well again, I, I, I don't... I don't really... To me, that, that's... We're not changing opinion. Like, that to me isn't even a, a worthwhile discussion. We're not changing those opinions. If, if people can't see... Ha- that's not even changing an opinion. What is your opinion? You have to decide what your opinion is. Do you want politics? Do you want politics in sports or do you not want politics in sports? Look, I have said forever You're cool with it. No, hold on, hold on. I have said forever. I don't understand, and I've even posted this, right? Why we have to play the national look, I agree. The the, the national anthem, this isn't anything new for me either, of why we have to play this at sports events. And I've also said forever, the thing that angers me more than the fake PC woke bullshit or angers me just as much is the fake patriotism. I agree. Right. I, I don't. I'm not saying, I'm not arguing with anybody. I'm saying pick a lane. You either want sports and politics or you do not want sports and politics. If you, if you are vehemently against it, if you're over the woke shit, if you're over the Black Lives Matter, if you're over the fucking kneeling, if you're over the raised fists, if you're over the politics and sports, start with the first one. The first one happened for 80 years with no one saying a goddamn word. You want to start? You want to cancel politics and sports? Start with the first one. And then I'm open to hearing your discussion. When you're one of the crybaby bitches who's saying, I don't watch sports anymore because it's too, too political, I will listen to your argument. When you say, never play the national anthem before a sporting event ever again. Cool. Now let's have a conversation. If you're, if you're riding that fence where you think the national anthem should be played, but you don't want politics and sports, your opinion doesn't matter to me because you don't have an opinion. You have two opinions simultaneously. Pick which one you want. Every, you can't have it both ways. I agree there. I agree there. You can't have it both ways. And, and I think that is the underlying problem that we have in the political sphere in America right now. That's the problem. Is we only want to agree when it fits our agenda. And I think that's the problem. And, and you're seeing this now. And, and, and you even see that though within... Within, like the players themselves, you know me. I, I I've I've been so critical of LeBron lately, just between me and you, because, you know, for example, I'll say, "Geez, man, you stand for Black Lives Matters, but you're sending out a congratulatory congratulatory tweet about Kamala Harris, who literally incarcerated tons of black and like." So I struggle with that as well, but. But that sure is but, but way what? more intricate than a lot of things. Now, you can, we can talk, you know, I want to avoid going down, like, 
the last conversation is about politics and sports. You can, we could go deep into like America's infatuation with warmongering corporate assholes on both sides and how people vote for the lesser of two evils and all that shit. I am, I've openly said on the show, I am not voting for either of these accused rapists. I am not voting for any warmongering Republican or Democrat. I didn't vote for Trump. I didn't vote for Hillary. I didn't vote for Barack Obama twice. I didn't vote. The last party member I voted for was John Kerry. I am in the fucking middle. And guess what? Like, trying to get people to see why they shouldn't also is very fucking delicate. It is. And guess what? LeBron James is playing a lot of basketball. I get that. But I don't want to focus focus this on LeBron. But again, my, my viewpoint on someone like him is he feels he has to speak out on every little thing when he doesn't. Uh, I disagree with you. I feel like he... So he has to tweet... He's congrats- asked about all yeah, but, this but, stuff. Hold on, but hold on. I, I'm just using him as an example. Take LeBron versus somebody like Dame Lillard. Obviously, one's the biggest star in the world. One's a huge basketball star. LeBron doesn't have to tweet congratulations to Kamala Harris for the VP. He doesn't, Joe. He's opting to do that, which then sets himself up for people like me who say, geez, LeBron... You care about black lives? Kamala Harris's record, her factual record as attorney general for the state of California is awful. She was incarcerating mostly people of color for marijuana. Yeah, but she, uh, let me but, ask you but, something. But, but, but hold on. Before you go down that path, let me ask you something. He what, doesn't have to tweet that. But what if he thinks he does because our entire political system is uh, based on Florida and Ohio Voting one way. And LeBron James is from Ohio and played for the Cavs, brought three championships to Miami, two championships to Miami, and he's going the lesser of two evils. I'm going to support the Democrats. Then, then I think that logic, like you just said and you know, is so flawed. The, the lesser of two evils is— Yeah, it's very flawed. So I'm not going to support it. That doesn't mean I can't. But that doesn't make him a hypocrite or make him whatever for supporting. No, it doesn't. Yes, it does. No, it doesn't. It just because he. If you can't tell me you say Black Lives Matter and then openly support someone who did not support Black Lives. But what is he supposed to do if the just be quiet? The guy who's in Wisconsin shooting people with a rifle and getting. Slapped on the back from it by cops. Was that a Trump rally? Dude, my point is, that's why I brought up Damian Lillard, who's vocal just as well. He's not LeBron James. You're comparing apples and fucking soccer balls. But I feel like you always give LeBron this odd pass. It's not an odd pass. But it is. It's, it's not an odd pass. I'm not saying Answer this LeBron question. James does he or does he? opinions are trash. Okay. Does he or does he not have to? That's a, but that's... but. That's not something you could. I think a lot of people's political opinions are trash. Me too. But the difference is a lot of people don't openly always put themselves out there. That's all I'm right. saying. But so, so talk about Kawhi, talk about whatever. You're talking about LeBron James, who is not the most famous basketball player, 
LeBron James is the most famous athlete walking planet Earth. He gets asked fucking everything. Everything. People are looking to him for everything. He has a responsibility to say things we will never understand. Every single fucking word LeBron James tweets, speaks, whatever. I see the fucking the posts. Oh, LeBron reads a lot of te- the first 10 pages of books. He's always showing up the books. LeBron James is very calculated. You said the other day, oh, if he finishes reading that Malcolm X book, he'll see this. He knows if he goes out with a Malcolm X book, kids are going to pick it up and fucking read it. He has a responsibility that is greater than anything we could possibly imagine. Now, is LeBron James not well enough versed in world politics to realize why corporate Democrats are just as dangerous as shithead Republicans? Yeah. Okay. Great. I know a thousand people me with too. Ivy League educations that can't grasp that. Me, me too. And 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 I have just as many problems with them. That that is all I'm saying. Like like I have members of my own but family. It's, but it's intent, Andy. It's intent. It's all about intent. If if you think he's he knows exactly what he's doing and he doesn't care, that's a different story. That's a different story. That's what that's what being a piece of shit that is defending some of these cops and some of these actions. When you're saying he was going for a knife, what are they supposed to do? You're being a piece of shit because we all know what they're supposed to do. They're supposed to be trained to disarm somebody. That's what they're supposed to do. They're not supposed to be a pissy pants asshole that's to shoot somebody seven times because they feel scared. So when you say that, you're actively with intent saying bullshit. If you're accusing LeBron James of knowing Kamala Harris is a piece of shit and actively not caring and sharing that with the world, that's a different complaint. I don't think that is LeBron James' point. But do you see just like I don't think a lot of the dipshits who support Donald Trump think he is. Are there people that are smart enough to know that he's a piece of trash and support him anyway? Yeah. But there's also fucking dumb people out there. I I know. Look, I'm not disagreeing. And obviously we would be in the minority for our political stance that they're both corrupt. They're both warmongering more you know parties that are warmongers that support policies that neither you or I support I I get that but I just used him as an example of somebody who we don't agree here and that's fine but there is you you can't use LeBron James as an example of anything but see to me me that's that's you giving him a free no it's not all you can use LeBron James as an example of is you can compare him to Michael Jordan. You can compare him. You can't even compare him to Muhammad Ali. You can compare him to Michael Jordan. That's it. That's who you can compare him to. You can't compare him to the biggest football player in the world. He is, he's not. Patrick Mahomes does not have the global reach as LeBron James. Mike Trout. My mom couldn't pick Mike Trout out of a fucking lineup. LeBron James has a responsibility. LeBron James has but, a reach. But what does that mean when you say than- he has a responsibility? He has the eyes and ears 
of more people worldwide than almost like than fucking you know seven people in history. I'm not disagreeing with that, but you're saying he has a like you're saying he doesn't have to say or do anything if he doesn't want to. I disagree. I think he does. Based have on what? To. Based on if he doesn't, they're going to fucking ask him anyway. So he, the same way, you know, you sent me the other day, the same way, who's the chick? Bella Thorne. She made $2 million on OnlyFans because she says, I want to control my own message. Because if LeBron James doesn't control his message, somebody is going to control it for him. Well, he got the criticism from you and everybody else for being asked and not giving the answer everybody wanted about China. Yeah. Right. So now he's not waiting to be asked. But again, you it, might not like his message. I don't like his message on a lot of things. But the difference is. It's, it, hold on. It's not that I don't. Again, I'm just calling out what I view hypocrisies. But it's interesting you bring up Jordan. I know it's a different time. There was no social media. But Jordan was the biggest player in the world, and he took a completely different stance. Right. First of all, he avoided it at all costs. And then he never offered that stuff up. He never went out of his way to and say that, it. And, that was, and, then when he got, and then when he got put at gunpoint and he said it, he basically said, I only care about money. That's all that matters to me. And that, and that was his prerogative. See, that's where... I don't have a problem with that, and I said that during the 30 for 30 discussion. I'm sorry, during the uh, last dance discussion. If Jordan wanted to stay out of politics, I'm never going to fault an athlete, a politician, a musician. Whatever. Like If they don't want to get into it, that's their prerogative. But he did get into it, essentially. He, like, you know. I don't judge Jordan for not getting into it. I, I just judge him on money over everything. Okay, we get it. You care about money. That's fine. You don't want to affect your brand. LeBron James could do that too, but LeBron James isn't doing that. But my response is that doesn't make Jordan, a, in my opinion, it doesn't make him a bad person. If it was happening today, it would make him a bad person. I don't, sit, I, I don't to, agree. To be, in I don't the, agree. to be in the NBA today with everything that's going on and to say I only care about making shoe money, I don't agree with that, actually. Okay, but you do. But you. But LeBron James is an asshole because the people who make shoes in China are all slaves and whatever. And yet, literally, the Jordan brand is the thing that started the mass Nike slave China, the whole thing. But and by no the way, one, I also don't have a problem with people having their opinions. Does that make sense? Right. I don't have a problem either way. You can spout off your opinion all you want. None of that bothers me. Or you can be silent. None of that bothers me. I I think. Us trying to put... But you're saying it, what it bothers you is when they have an opinion you don't like. What it bothers me is what I view as certain hypocrisies. No different... LeBron is no different than any other politician or any friend, any family member. Where, where I see easy holes in arguments or people you support where you're like, oh, you're going to go down the lesser of two evils and my argument again would be, well, dude... We haven't. Well, welcome to the the vast minority. It is the vast minority, but again, I think that could change. So, well, guess what? I have a feeling LeBron James hasn't ever eaten mushrooms, and maybe he fucking should. 
and maybe he'll figure it out. And honestly, I know a lot of dipshits out there who think that cops should be able to shoot somebody when they get scared and poop their pants a little bit, that they should be able to shoot people. Those people also haven't fucking eaten mushrooms. There's a lot of ways to get enlightened. Mushrooms is a really good start for all of our listeners. But you can't criticize somebody for not being enlightened. You can criticize somebody for having hate in their heart. I don't I don't know if I fully understand that. You, you, you're saying it you, doesn't take enlightenment to know black people should not get shot by cops because cops are scared. This isn't a political issue. That's why you're an asshole. If well, you're arguing that they should. Well, well that's I, I, again, I, I think. Well, that's a different issue. Right. So I, as, I, as far I'm as, saying you're saying I shouldn't. I shouldn't critique people for not educating themselves on things that I would deem takes a 10-minute research on certain things and say, wow, there's holes to your argument. It's, it's you, you know but, what I'm saying? But the, forget the holes to the argument. Go, going to the point of, I mean, again, this is becoming politics, but going to the point of you, the, the, our whole country is going to continue to burn to the ground until people realize that red versus blue is a dog and pony show propped up by people that are really fucking pulling the strings with all the money. That's like, guys, that that's something that so few people are fucking wrapping their brain around that if more people did do it, yeah, the whole country would be a better place. Yeah. But asking people to like talk to your fucking friends about that talk to your family about that talk to people about the amount of people that have that have that have the ability to conceptualize that is very fucking small it's very small at this point but but i but i think the system and you're right we are getting deep into but but let's go i think this the system has allowed let's it. go broader because the nba and sports in general was on the verge of collapse having nothing to do about any of this it has to do with the fact that if you listen to Kenny Smith and you listen to Chris Webber and you listen to Dom Smith and you listen to fucking LeBron James and you listen to the people and you listen to Colin Kaepernick, the the intricacies of Democrat and Republican and third party and fucking progressive and all this shit is not a factor in our police force in this country is undereducated, overfunded, criminal organization. They are the fucking mafia well, look, with a government hall pass. I, I am not going to call them a criminal organization. Okay. I, I, I think there's certain elements well, there I agree with. Obviously, I, I am for police reform. I am for criminal justice reform. I think there's a lot of archaic policies again that have continued to put money. Well, well, they exactly. Just want money. Well, they well, want your money, and their captain ruin your time for money. You can't park there now; it's costing you money. But hold on, you can't drink there now; it's costing you money. It's a business. I agree, and 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 that again to bring it back to the initial point. That's why my viewpoint as someone who thinks real change can happen with anybody. I 
in 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 a weird way, I'll just be honest. Even though the bottom line would affect our show, it would. If the NBA didn't play, the domino effect that would happen on the NFL, college football, that would affect sponsors for our show, it would affect our show. I was very intrigued with the idea to see what would happen because I, as, as, a, as, as a person, I'm definitely sick of a lot of the systems and, and part of that is needing serious reform. So for me, I was like, holy shit. They didn't play today. Look at the effect. That's why when I woke up this morning, Joe, I was a little taken back saying, they're going to play. Part of me just wanted to see it play out if they don't play and to see the power because I think athletes are starting to realize it. You saw it with college football. I'm glad they are starting to realize it. And I'm glad too. But But at the end of the day, we're two white guys who host a sports podcast, are my experience with cops is garbage, and I'm not even a black guy. I'm not going to sit here and tell a, a league that is majority black guys who do have to deal with all all day what they should or shouldn't do. Again, I'm not either. I'm just giving my honest emotions on it. I Again, I would never tell anybody what to do, but there was a little disappointment in me because I really wanted to see it play out because these guys are realizing the economic ramifications and the effect that it would have would be unlike something we've ever seen before. And that's the truth. If the NBA doesn't play, if the NFL doesn't play, the the effect that that would have, and sometimes, and you've said this, and I like this, sometimes things, it might cause more division, and sometimes things have to get better I'm sorry, I have to get worse before they get better. It's always darkest before the dawn. I've said that before, and I and again, look, we go back to the situation that we're in politically. In a way, I've said it before, I'll say it again. Donald Trump being president had the exact effect that I thought it would. Everybody suddenly gives a shit about every single thing the president does. Everyone they talk to, everybody they date, Everybody that everything they've ever done in their past. That's how you should treat your politicians. Hold them accountable. If Hillary Clinton was president of the United States, would black people still be getting murdered on the streets by the undereducated, overfunded criminal organization that is police departments? Yes, I believe they would. Would people care as much? No, I don't think they would. So in a way, this is the kind of thing that you need. And now it's what happens from it. We, the United States of America, is the New York Knicks. We are bottomed out. We are a fucking lottery team for a fucking while now. We need to burn it down, trade our assets, rebuild from the bottom. And that's what's happening. Literally, we're burning it down. Yeah. The problem is everybody gets caught up in all the specifics. We just went down a deep rabbit hole of getting into, like, the intricacies of electoral and corporate politics and all that stuff. We need to start on a—like, let's tackle the broad issues 
and then we can worry about that. Everybody goes, oh, what about LeBron and China and whatever? Maybe tackle equality in the United States where he's a black man living. And then we'll work on global politics. You know, think global, act local. Well, start. We got to start somewhere. Well, and also, let's not forget, again, two things can exist, and you can be critical of one thing, but also understand it and understand the, the bigger picture. Does that make sense? So, like, take me, for example. I can be critical of LeBron's stances on certain issues, and I am. And I'm vocal about it. Good. I'm but, critical of LeBron, how LeBron wears his hair. I'm but hold on, hold on. LeBron's but I also, at the same token, or at the same time, I'm sorry, understand what you're saying, that there are, like, for My a lot. My point is, for, for, you can be a critical of all you want. Just leave it out of this conversation, because it doesn't have anything to do with this conversation. For a lack of better term, I was going to say, these things aren't always black and white. So... I can be, my point was this, I can be critical of some of his stances on things, but then also say, yeah, boycotting is going to have an effect, and I understand it, and I have no problem with it. Does that make sense? But my point is, it is the, the only problem is when you mention it in the discussion about other things. I can be, I'm critical of a lot of people about a lot of things, okay? But you have to, I, I, I have a lot of problems with the NBA, but you can't say – before we talk about what you're doing good, let's talk about how also just – you know, I just want to say up front, I have a problem with this. And now let's go – it's like leave that out of the conversation. Let's go let, – there's a barrier to entry. Let's start with the broad things. And then we can get after, – after the people you know, in this country that LeBron James represents, young black men in America, stop having to deal with this. Then we could talk about, hey, LeBron, now that we solved that, let's talk about how you don't really have a grasp on, you know, you know corporate politics. And, you know, maybe let's start talking. It would be really great, LeBron, with your message, if you could throw some support behind a third party, somebody that's progressive, somebody that's thinking outside the box, somebody that's actually going to affect things, you know, on a political level. But first things first, LeBron's trying to speak for the fact that these guys have to – are. They have to watch the same video that you watch, the same video that I watch. Well, and they have to live it. And they have to live it. Yeah. And they have to know that their kids are living sure. it. Sure. And I under look. And that they their their cousins are living it. And that their uncles are living it. You know, it's great when you're LeBron James and you can take care of probably every single person you've ever met, including school children you've never met. But what about let's just pick a random guy. What about fucking Trey Burke? Is Trey Burke a lot, a, able to take every one of his little cousins and every one of his little uncles out of the hood on a on an NBA minimum contract? No. So he's sitting there going, this is still happening to my family. And then we're we're going like, yeah, but you know, make sure you also like make sure your voting records in fucking intact or else you're not allowed to talk about this. It's like unbelievable. And, you know, it goes again. This everybody's on the same side of this, except for the people that are saying, leave my politics out of sports. It, you're such a, it's such clown shoes garbage at this point. 
There, there is no more. You, that ship has sailed, guys. Look, look, we sailed in 1931 or whenever the fuck they started playing the national anthem. Look, we, we agree there. There's no dis, there's no disagreement there. And and to me, I don't know if it's a hundred percent when you think political, but when I do see the stand up to cancer and the breast cancer, to me, that is politics and sports. I just want to say. All that stuff to me is, you, you, I, I agree with your sentiments of we can either have these outside sports things in sports or we don't, but we can't pick and choose. I, I agree with that, and I think that's a good point, and it's a valid point, and I think people should really take that sentiment and think about it for a minute. Now, there, there could be people who say, I don't think, and I would actually, I'll ask you this right now. What would you say to the people who say, the national anthem to me is not political? That's your opinion, and I wholeheartedly disagree with you. I don't know what football, baseball, basketball, hockey, or tennis have to do with the Constitution of the United States. It's competition. It's sport. I don't... Tug and I are going to play golf after the show. No one's going to make us salute the national anthem before we play. And no one's doing it to the other golfers who all tee off at the PGA Tour. And no one's... What, this is a song about a war. Why am I having to listen to it before I compete in sports or before I enjoy people competing in sports? Why am I made to think about this at all? By the way, it's happened to me at a ball game where I sat through whatever the one they played during the seventh inning stretch and some guy who's standing the fuck up. Why? I just got fucking nachos in a, in a replica helmet. Now I got to do some fucking Three Stooges bit and balance it while you listen to fucking, you know, From Sea to Shining Sea or whatever the other fucking... Why? Because it's... Shut up. Leave me alone. Get away from me with... Keep your politics out of my sports. But until you guys do that, I'm not even hearing it. I'm not even fucking hearing your argument until you start with the first one. Because the first one was the national anthem. And then it was the flyovers. And then it was the camouflage everything. And then you got upset when politics got into sports. The military industrial complex pays... For every NFL coach to dress in a military garb and now you're upset that politics is in sports? Bro, you fucking missed your chance to fight that one. NFL with an emblem that looks like a, like like army medals. That look like a nameplate on a soldier's uniform. 
Well, look, we know why. We both know why. Right. But you fucking missed your window. You want to be the no politics in sports crowd? Why do you? How is the no politics in sports crowd the rah-rah Americans with the fucking flag in their bio? You guys are the politics in sports crowd. You started this. And now you don't like where it's gone? And And that's at the end of the day, and we'll wrap the whole discussion up. As far as this stuff's concerned, that that's what it is. I think at the end of the day, we both agree it's people don't want to hear opinions they might not they might not like, or causes that don't directly affect them. And, and, and I think that's what it is at the end of the day. No, what it is at the end of the day is they were too dumb to know in the first place. Well, cool, it's a fucking stealth file over fucking thing. They didn't know they were being manipulated. They didn't know that that was military industrial propaganda that want, that's trying to take a seven-year-old and give him a fighter pilot boner. They are pretty cool. But that's the point is, <laughs> is they didn't realize. Only when they realized sure. that politics were happening in sports. Because they're big, big, dumb fucking idiots. Well, again, I told you I've been listening to not only his comedy specials but and watching but watching a lot of his interviews. It's like George Carlin, the brilliant George Carlin, has been saying this stuff for years. Yeah. And and if anybody wants to follow somebody and watch somebody who so eloquently puts it, you should watch George Carlin because obviously one of the greatest stand ups of all time. But he's been he, he said that for years and I I think having a better understanding Especially with him, I know it's going to help me because what I like about him is he says, this is why I don't get angry. And and that's, that's, a, that's a silver lining I'm trying to take from him is like, I get worked up at times. You get worked up. We all get worked up at times. I'm fucking furious. But I'm trying not to because people, like a lot of people aren't going to see it. And and that sucks, but that that's like a massive global change. You know what you need to calm down, Joe? A cold Miller Light, my friend. I do. Go get yourself a cold Miller Light, Joe. It's almost noon here on the West Coast. It's been a very long discussion, in-depth discussion about the current state of the NBA and sports and politics and just hearing that crack and watching you take a sip, I know hits the spot for you. It's I already feel a sense of calm. I'm going to keep drinking them. I'm going to take some out of your fridge. I'm going to put them in my golf bag. Yeah. You should yeah, golf with them today. I'm going to uh, – you know, anger is the – Anger is the real enemy on the golf course. It is. So I really need to... You need to find your zen. I may have to go to my empty apartment here and lay on the floor and and meditate for a minute. Well, it's funny you say that. I I bought... I now... I started reading The Beginner's Guide to Zen. It's great. Phil Jackson recommendation. Have you read it? No, I haven't. I've read read a few different uh, zen-based books. Yeah. You know, 
transcendental meditation, gone down that path. Now I heard, I heard if they if they updated it, I know they'd include a chapter on Miller Light having a nice cold Miller Light to help zen you, you out. You know, Andy, they what they you know one of the things one of the tenets is try to find calm when you're doing some some sort of mindless activity. That's why I just like to sit back, crack open a Miller Light, and just focus on the repetitive nature. <laughs> The twelve ounce curl, eleven and a half ounce curl, eleven ounce curl, ten and a half ounce curl. The best part is uh, Miller Lite. It only has a few calories in it. Miller Lite, great taste with only ninety six calories and three point two carbs. However, you and your friends are enjoying Miller time this summer, you can have the original light beer delivered. That's right, guys, delivered directly to you by going to MillerLite.com forward slash Dirty Sports. And find the delivery options near you. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories and 3.2 carbs per 12 ounces. Once again, if you need to find where the best beverage available is in your area or to have it shipped directly to your house, MillerLite.com forward slash dirty sports. I can already sense your calmness, Joe. So I just want to get this out of the way because we agree, we do fully agree on this one. This is by far the worst season of hard knocks. So bad. That has ever graced. I have so many issues. <laughs> I have so many issues. First, first and foremost, can we just get some subtitles when Anthony Lynn is talking with the mask on? I can't understand a word. The guy is super cool. Super chill is one of those guys. It does not work with a mask. I don't know what the fuck he's saying. Yeah. I just think it's boring. It's just boring. It's really boring. There's no games. Early cuts. We're not getting to know any of these guys. They're not hitting. Like, so far, it's like COVID and contracts. Yeah. I just think it's so boring. By the way, I think the Chargers' new uniforms are fire. Yeah, they're dope. Fire. Almost makes me want to be a Chargers fan. But they sent me a mask in the mail. That's that's exciting. It's good stuff. It was, and it's a nice mask. The size, I almost I, I got to grab it. Get it. I, I want the dirt balls to see it. The, the, the size of the mask, it makes you wonder – did they think I was a player? Well, they probably just made them all in like wait till you, coach size. Wait until you see this. Sending them out to there. I mean, it's. Uh, I just need a mask. I just need the subtitles when Anthony Lynn talks. But Anthony Lynn's cool. Sean McVay is like a, a Gruden knockoff. Wow. Yeah, it's massive. But better big than small, though, right? I mean, it covers my whole face. Look at this. Better big than small. It's all loose? Yeah. It's exciting. Bolt up. It's a nice mask. I think both teams are fun. I like guys on both teams, but, like, so far, it's really COVID and contracts. I mean, what... What aspect of the show has been interesting so far? None of it. 
And, and, and the the rookie for the, the rookie linebacker for the Rams. Yeah, one of the biggest dorks of all time, right? He's a less cool Philip Rivers. You notice he doesn't swear. Yeah, he says fudging. Yeah, and he's Brett Favre's like. His dad was Brett Favre's best man. Yeah, you could tell they were focusing on him just to get that Brett Favre Zoom call. Yeah, but the guy's a dork. Total dork. Yeah, total dork. Definitely. He, he he. The cringe. The cringe of him talking to his teammates was very similar to me to Jameis. Oh yeah. Where you're like, man, they hate you. I watch him, and I think he definitely has sex with the lights off. Like the lights can never be on. I'm not sure he's not a virgin. <laughs> Gee, golly, gosh darn it. Uh, I mean, the stadium looks cool, though. The stadium looks dope. I, I will say, as. It seems so close to us, by the way. It's so close to us, and. It's closer to me now, which I know we're, we'll tease teasing other things on the rundown. As. Uh, I forgot about that. Don't push it. <laughs> oh, you can't push it. As as someone who had Charger season tickets, and obviously there's there's not going to be fans there this year. I would assume now. Seeing that stadium, though, I was like, wow. Yeah, it's awesome. That would have been a fun stadium to go to games Look, at. Looks baller. Yeah, looks baller. Although I was also looking like, man, my seats were high up, dude. Remember we we sat in basically the last row of the Jerry Dome. It was kind of like that's kind of where my seats are. They're up there. Our it, we. I had the best time. I will say that was awesome. It was awesome. Because we had 50-yard line, too. Yeah. My seats are like 45. Yeah. So they're right there. Yeah. But, like, what's interesting about, like, McVay seems just like a like a, like a Gruden 2.0. Sounds like him. He talks does. Talks like him. He does. What Like, what can, can you name something in the season of Hard Knocks that standed out, stood out to you as particularly interesting? No. In fact, I there's been three episodes I have struggled to get through the last two. Yeah, I just I I'm not I'm not interested. I think I think a couple things here. I think obviously and when I said it's covid and, you know, whatever, it's like obviously that's a big factor. And obviously you have to show how that's all, like I'm not saying they're not doing a good job, but I'm also saying I'm just not interested. It's just boring. Like, but also, I think the two teams thing. I don't love the two teams thing. Like, they should have just done one team. Yeah, get it more in depth. I feel like I don't. I, I feel like they haven't done the job of like making me care about some guy who's going to get cut. Well, I think they were handicapped because of COVID. Obviously, no preseason games. They have to wait to hit. So they did two teams. Because there's the new stadium out here in L.A. And they're not going to have enough content for one team to make it interesting. They don't have enough content for two teams to make it interesting. But they have Leo Schreiber to... He's so good. Yeah, he's so good. He's such... I love... I love. I, I was joking with my girlfriend when we were watching it where he'll say the most non-interesting sentence, but he makes it... He's like, the, the Chargers... Now that they're in Los Angeles, are wearing cleats, and they'll show like some guy tying up his cleats. You're like, yeah, 
Yeah, like half the stuff he says, like nothing. His they, voice. They give him. They give him these lines that all end on like, it's like, and then hit that last word. But that, but the last word means nothing. His and voice. Yet you still yeah. care. Oh, he's so great at voiceover. Yeah. I mean, he's he's amazing. Jalen Ramsey is certainly hoping he's in Los Angeles for a long time because he's looking at houses. Oh, and another thing I want to add: those Rams jerseys are god awful. Yeah. I mean, awful. I. The I, numbers on the jerseys the, are like, all... They look like rubber. Yeah. It's cringeworthy. The fade one on the blue jersey looks bad. The rubbery look on the... The only thing I do like about the Rams... I like the color of the white uniforms. It looks like an off-whitish, like a whitish gray. I kind of like that. I don't hate the new helmets. I don't hate them. You're right. But I don't like the numbering and the lead, like the, the look of the jerseys. Besides the color of those white ones, the meanwhile the Chargers uniforms are fire. Yeah, the Chargers are great, and the Rams with the are awful. The numbers on the helmet, under the bolt, with like the thicker, like retro, like outline. The Chargers shit is fire flames. Yeah, you're right. Well, Joe, I, I think I should stop delaying the inevitable. We we, we have a big announcement. Um, it, it's not an easy announcement for me, to be honest. Uh, I have decided, as you know, to move back to Cincinnati. Full time. Full time. Quality of life. <laughs> yeah. You got hit by the quality of life while you were in Cincinnati. I did. So, uh. You I'll, will now be a guy who. Angrily replies to my Ohio tweets. No, I will not. <laughs> I I obviously spent three months there, and uh, the the truth is, I saw the other side of things, and and we joke about quality of life, but for me it was, it was spending time with my family, and I have seven nephews and nieces. Six of them are between the ages of two to eight, which I think is a perfect age. Right, to spend time with the kids, and uh, as I was there, and we're in a very unstable world with the pandemic, and like, fuck, this is hard. Actually, like this, this has been the hardest year of my life with my mo- losing my mom and uh, just being home. It it just changed everything for me, and uh, like I love this show so much. I've never seen somebody get so worked up over chili. <laughs> it's like, dude, it's all right. You love that chili. Get, get home, and eat that chili, doc. And, and it it wasn't easy, but uh, I think right now for, for my life and for my growth, um, I wanted to head back home, and, and I'm gonna head home and. In uh, in about four weeks, and and I j- I just want the dirt balls to know we're still gonna do the show. We were doing the show while you were in Cincinnati. We didn't, you know, we didn't miss a beat. We, there's there's certainly some things to iron out about the way the show happens via Zoom. I think that 
as minuscule as it, as it is, there's like a, a somewhat of a Zoom delay, and that can, you know, make for uh, people talking over and s- each other and stuff like that. But that's just something that we that we work out. And you know, Andy and I have talked a lot about it, and like I am to- I totally understand you needing to do whatever you need to do to be happy. I hinted at it before. I've essentially left Venice at this point. I I moved out of my apartment almost entirely. Um, I'm leaving the neighborhood. I'm staying in LA. I'm staying nearby. I'm not. Uh, I'm not. I won't be announcing necessarily my new address like I did my last address. I don't. I don't need the uh, people who said I that we shouldn't play the national anthem before games threatening me with their sniper rifles again. <laughs> but uh, but you know, I I moved out of the neighborhood. And I was the same. I was the same way as you. It's like there you got to do, you know, we, we've lived within three blocks of each other to the entirety of the Dirty Sports podcast, basically. And very easy to come over here and do the show. And, you know, I, in a way, I was the same way as you are right now. And I wasn't even going that far. I'm like, oh, fuck, I'm fucking up the podcast. I can't just drop in and go over whenever I want. And, like, I'm leaving the hood. And then you're like, I'm moving back to Cincinnati. I'm like, boo, I'm off the hook. Like, everybody's got to do whatever makes them happy. God knows if I'll stay where I'm moving, if you'll stay where you're moving. But, you know, we joke a lot about unprecedented times. Everything's up in the air right now. And, uh, I mean, you're not the only person in comedy um, that's abandoning L.A. because, th- like, to be totally honest, even if you love the beach, even if you love California, with none of the stuff that we get to do in the entertainment world and in going out and all the things that come with living in a major city, like, it, you really do run out of reasons to justify living here. And uh, I know that for you is really important – that the podcast remain, yeah, and that we affect this as little as possible. And I thought it's like, dude, we did it for on Zoom for two months. We'll do it on Zoom for as long as we figure it out. I, I I told you I was like, I don't. I hope you're not trying to get me to move to Cincinnati. <laughs> I built a very strong uh, social media stance against Ohio. Uh, I just can't do it. And he's like, no, we'll just keep doing it via Zoom, and we'll figure it out. Yeah, and and look. I love doing the show. I love being here next to Joe. And this was a personal decision. Like I said, this, this to be honest, I'll be straight up with you guys. This was probably the hardest decision of my life, my entire life. It wasn't hard for me to decide to move out west, to pursue comedy, to pursue the entertainment world. Like This was such a hard decision. I'm going to be 39 in November. I've lived in LA 13 years. I've lived in LA a third of my life now. That's that's my that's like my quote unquote maturing years or at least trying to mature. I've been here 13 years. I've been in this building 10 12 years. I've been in this little I've been in the Smut Studio for 10 years. Which is like we've been telling you for a while. This is gotta <laughs> you know. If you got if you got to go back to Cincinnati to reassess and come back, I mean, like Savage Town was already. We were calling it Savage Town four years ago. We were ahead of the curve, and this is it is it. Yeah, Joe, Joe, Joe knows now. That's why Joe left Venice as well. Venice is bad, guys, and 
I, I want everybody to know too, this isn't for me, I don't know what my future is. That's the truth. Now, a lot of people have families. They have a wife, a serious girlfriend, kids. I don't have any of that. So I don't know what my long-term goal is. I don't have one to be on. Like, I shouldn't say goal, plan. I don't have a plan for myself individually to say, hey, I'm going to Cincinnati forever. It might be six months. It might be a year. I might, I mean... I've looked everywhere. And, you know, you talked about you talked about reading your Zen book. And one, you know, one uh, thing that comes up a lot, if you if you go down the Buddhism train, if you go down the Zen train, if you go down the meditation train at all, one of the major tenets of that that I have always held with me is happiness is the path, not the destination. Too many people in life are working toward trying to be happy. I'm yeah. going to be happy. I'm going to be happy. You have to be happy and then you're just going to grow. Yeah. And so the idea of you saying like, I don't know what the plan is there. You don't have to have a plan. No, none of you fucking people need to have a plan. Just be happy. And then your plans will work itself out. And this is what you need to do to be happy. Go be around your family while everybody's going through this. Go around, your, be around your family while the kids are growing up, all that stuff. Do you, dog? Yeah, and, and you're right, and that—that's what it was for me. Um, just being home, and especially with my dad and everything, and like this—this this, this has been the, obviously the hardest year of my life, and, and for a lot of our lives, for the record. Because I mean, this COVID thing has sucked. So that's kind of why I made that choice. And but the truth is. You know, it was hard because of how much I love dirty sports and love doing the show with you and, you know, the joy that brings me. But again, we're going to continue because I want to continue to have that joy to do the show. And Dan Bomb. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, 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 it's real. Like, it's getting real for me. I'll be honest, like. I made this decision a couple weeks ago, but now when I'm starting to set up when my water's going to be shut off and my cable canceled and like that's real. But the funniest, the funniest silver lining of all this is three, my older three brothers, I have a younger brother and older three brothers are flying out and the four of us are going to road trip back in two cars to Cincinnati, and someone might die. So Mark is the only one not attending. Mark has to work. He's a dentist. The older three... It just seems crazy to me. I'm not trying to roast Mark here, but it just seems crazy to me. Like... Four out of five. Four out of five. Yeah. What is Mark? Mark's got Mark's to call in a day off. LeBron James and the Milwaukee Bucks <laughs> are skipping the NBA playoffs. Now, my dad thinks Nick should film it, but I said... No. Yeah. You know this with brothers. Yeah. My brothers won't have jobs. Yeah, exactly. The stuff they say. Well, also, you don't want your brothers, you know, your brother, like, we're all, even, like, a as an entertainer, you're, you know, our training, like, what we're all trying to do is to have as much similarity, what I do on stage, what I do on camera, what I do on the show. That's why, you know, I'm 
on this show, like, I don't apologize for some of the shit I say because, like, I am not adjusting myself for this show. And you don't want your, – your brothers are not professional entertainers. You, you, you're trying to have a trip across country with a brother. You don't want them adjusting themselves because some guys there are pointing a camera at them and whatever. You just have a good time with your yeah. brothers. Let them say all the ridiculous shit they they can. start If you can, start off the trip by telling Brad that I said uh, we should stop playing the national anthem before all sporting events. Just I just like to – I think – Let's set him off on a – We'll try to make his head explode on the... I think you should tell him in person. Yeah, I will. And see if you walk out of this apartment alive. <laughs> yeah. I can't wait. Yeah. So that's the plan. When we got Andy's room at the, at, the new, at the new compound, there's an Andy's room. So anytime you wa- you're back in Los Angeles, there's a second room for Andy. There's, an, there's Andy's clubhouse. Oh, in your new spot. Yeah. I filled the closet with chili, cans of chili. Well, and vice versa. Yeah. You know, you can come stay. You, you're always more than I can welcome. Always occupy Wall Street. You can occupy Wall Street. We have more than enough room. We could plant some tomatoes in the garden, which the squirrels have apparently just ravaged since I left. The minute I left, my dad's like, the squirrels were out of control. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we're going to do the show. And I mean, look, guys, Joe keeps saying it, but he's right. Like, unprecedented times. I mean, we're talking on the verge of just players stopping playing a whole season. This is the year of anything is possible. Yeah. So, yeah, I, w- I wanted to just get that out of the way, and uh, just don't move to Middle America, and then put an American flag in your bio, start tweeting all kinds of nonsense. We've lost too many good people this year. I, I think I'll keep my perspective. Hopefully. You're gonna be you're gonna be there. You're gonna be back two weeks, and you're gonna be like, "Ohio State's gotta play football." What's Ohio without football? There's rumors that I might even uh, run for Congress as an independent. Wow, there's rumors in Ohio, like I'm back. Screw the Republicans. Screw the Democrats. I'm starting a campaign out of my dad's basement. I like it. And then ha- having him tell me I'm an idiot. The Dent Party. <laughs> Make America dented. <laughs> again, again. Make America dented again. Do you want to get to again. some calls? <laughs> Do we want to get to see that, by the way? Mike Pence ended his thing last night, Make America Great Again, Again. I was like, is this motherfucker stuttering? I can proudly say, Joe, I have not watched a second, not a second, of neither the Republican nor the Democratic convention. I didn't I didn't watch very much of any of them live. Um, I've seen a lot of the memes, like the crazy lady yelling. <laughs> oh, Guilfoyle? Yeah. Who, that was who, hilarious. who used to be married to Gav? I mean, I saw those. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yesterday, to put on the TV, you know, basketball is supposed to be on. And it's not. I was like, all right, I guess I'll check in. And it was Mike Pence's mayonnaise ass fucking. Talk, talk about boring. Hard Knocks is like fucking, you know, watching a uh, a world war compared to Mike Pence giving a speech. Yeah. I uh, I will be happy to be in Ohio when the election happens. Will you? Yes. Why? Because I, don't, I, I think there's going to be chaos in our country regardless of who wins. 
Well, you're going to be in the one of the two places that gets to decide it because of our trash ass electoral system. Yeah, but I'll be in, I'll be enjoying that in the little white privileged suburban bubble. Yeah. Well, when you go out to Buffalo Wild Wings or whatever, let me know how many coal workers come in there. I know, I know the fight is on to get the coal workers on everybody's side in Ohio. Uh, that's more of a southeastern Ohio. Yeah. Yeah, like eleven coal workers left in but, the world. But but I but I am serious. Bring back coal. I am serious though, man. I, I I'm gonna feel more. I like you're in a much more, much better guarded place where you've now moved to as well. Yeah. I would not. I mean, I'm being serious. I would not feel safe in Venice. No matter the outcome of the election. I mean, here's the thing. I've never felt unsafe. Here. Not during the riots, during the protests, not during anything. For me, it's not. But honestly, it's just about like, again, and I've said it before. I'm a I'm a love based anarchist. This let it burn, let it burn. So like for me, like if I can be in my own little bubble the same way and just watch it burn on TV, it's fine. We got to burn it down, build it back up. You're leaving. I've left the neighborhood. You're leaving the state. I'm just gonna. We're just gonna keep upping the level. Next, I'll leave the country whenever we're allowed to leave the country again. I'm not even allowed to go to New York to visit my family yet because Barbados, man. Yeah. I'm trying to. I'm trying to sneak around the wall, around the three miles of wall that have been built, and get down to Mexico before they put up the rest. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I've looked into Australia. I want to live. I've looked into New Zealand. I want to live. In Mexico, just south of the border, in view of the unfinished wall. I think that would be really fun. Are they still building the wall? <laughs> yeah, sure. I have I have fatigue. I do. I, I was texting my buddy that. My buddy's Canadian. He's Canadian and American. I have legit fatigue. I mean, we got if Trump Trump better start building that Canadian wall from America. Yeah, before universal health care makes its way down here, that'd be a that'd be a nightmare. Yeah, I I'm just like, man, living on an island sounds really nice right now. Living in the middle of nowhere, I'm like fully on board with that shit. Who knows, Joe? Hate to say I told you so. Yeah, you can do it. I don't care. <laughs> you can do the I told you so. Do you want to listen to any calls? Sure, let's do it. I got shit to do. I I I got a tea time with Tug at two twenty. You know, if I'm over there by two, okay. Get a little pre-round warm-up in. Then let's do. Uh, why don't we do this? Why don't we bang out three calls? Love it. We have a cut cam question. I think we addressed this earlier. Is the call from? Is it another call from the Indy 500? No, I gotta erase that. This is a cut cam question, which I think we've addressed, but we can readdress it. By the way, Dan. With the Indy 500 call, he clarified what he meant in in one of our DMs, right? Yeah, I saw it. And that was, should your streak be alive of attending consecutive Indy 500s if you went and you were outside? And I, I say, of course. Yeah. They canceled, you know, if a game gets rained out, yeah. Cal Ripken still had the streak, man. Sure. Okay, hold on. Got to turn on the volume. That'll help. But out here in Iowa, um, 
had a question. I was thinking about this lately. I wanted to know y'all's opinion. So, um, obviously, no fans at sporting events right now, but that will be coming back hopefully soon. So I was wondering, uh, thinking back to the infamous cuck cam. So I was thinking of two specific situations I don't think you folks have uh, have discussed before. So the first is here in Iowa, we obviously don't have any professional big league teams. So when you go to a minor league game, you'll see people wearing like their Cubs jerseys, their Cardinals jerseys. So I want to know your opinion on that, if that qualifies. And then also, what if someone goes to a sporting event but wears a like gear or a jersey from a team in the same city? So, like, Joe, if you saw a guy wearing a Giants jersey at a Mets game, would that fall under the same umbrella? Personally, I think both of those are uber lame, one of the lamest things I've ever heard, but I don't think it's at the same level of lame as wearing a Dodgers jersey to a Yankees Red Sox game, but want to know y'all's opinion. Um, appreciate the show. You guys are killing it. Just keep doing what you're doing. Stay dirty. Because we've addressed this, right, Prano? Yeah. Well, I I, for, I don't think either of those necessarily qualify as cuck cam. No. If if you're if you're in the city, if you're in L.A. at a Dodgers game wearing a Lakers jersey, yeah. Like, so well, here's a like, couple well, of things. I don't have a problem with that. For his first question, the minor league thing is like, first things first. Where, like, the where the gear of the team that it's an affiliate for is obviously totally appropriate, right? Like, if we go to Amarillo again, I can wear my brown Padres hat, you know? I'm saying this, I'm rooting for the future Padres. So certainly I don't know if this Iowa, you know, if it's, a Cardinals affiliate or I think, a, I think it's Cubs. a Cubs affiliate or whatever. But if they're playing the Cardinals affiliate, sure, wear one of those. You know? Wear like wearing a Mets jersey to a Cardinals affiliate game, that's a little reckless. I mean, and again, I'm a baseball hat like I think you could wear a Mets hat. Yeah. You know, to wherever. But like whatever. Uh, as for the other one, I this is something people in New York do a lot. A lot of times when, like, let's say it's a, uh, you know, one team's in the playoffs, right? You get, like, it's February or January, and the Giants are in the playoffs. You'll see a lot of Giants jerseys at Knicks games. You know, like, I don't mind the crosstown support. Sure. Uh, but at the same time, it's like, or if you're wearing like a Lakers jersey to a Dodgers game because you're outside, you're in the sun, get, get get that, you know, get that sleeveless vibe. Okay, you know, uh, like would I wear a Mets jersey to a Giants game? Probably not, unless it was like October and the Mets were in the playoffs. You know, Mets were in the World Series or something. Maybe. Otherwise, like obviously you could wear a hat. Hats to me are like not. Hats are like whatever. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Like, if it's the same city. Yeah. Like, like I went to... But even, like, let's even talk about, like, if I was at a Giants-Patriots game and some guy just happens to be there in, like, a Philadelphia Phillies hat, I'm like, okay, whatever. That's the hat he owns. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, I'm not, like... Now, if he came in a fucking Randall Cunningham jersey, I'm like, bro, you're in the wrong stadium. Well, yeah, it's like I went to a Cincinnati... I went to a Cincinnati UCLA football game. What was that? Last year, or the year before? I think it was last year. Whenever it was, I don't own University of Cincinnati stuff. Yeah, 
but I wore a Reds hat and a Cincinnati shirt. Yeah. It's like, dude, I'm not like being but a again, cuck. But again, cuck cam is you're wearing a football jersey to a football game and that team ain't playing. Yeah. You know? You're wearing a Bears jersey. Yeah, to Giants-Eagles game. Yeah, like what are you doing, bro? Right. Fix your life. All right, let's do another call. Joe, Andy, Jay, your number one farmer dirtball from Minnesota. Um, not a wrestling podcast, I understand. I don't watch wrestling either, but how about our boy Pat McAfee? Um, I don't, I didn't watch it because I'm sure as hell not going to pay to watch fake things, but, uh, <laughs> some athleticism on display with off the Twitter clips there. Pretty cool stuff. I don't like it though how he, he sucked us all in on his show. I don't know if you paid attention to that, but. Um, just wondering when Andy's going to make his, uh, WWE debut as the dog man from Cincinnati. Condoms is for the way, uh, Andy says dog. <laughs> Stay dirty, boy. Dog. Dog? Dog? Why are you sounding it out? Dog? Dog? Dog. And you say it. Dog? 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 No, I say dog. Where's my dog? That's an accent thing. Uh, first of all, I, I do want to give credits to wrestlers. Dude, they're athletes. Like, sure. I, like I don't care what people say. Dude, you're jumping off the ropes. You're doing like McAfee's an athlete. Yeah, well, he was actually a professional athlete. That's what I'm saying. Like, he, don't get lost in this. Oh, he was a punter bullshit. These guys, these guys are all athletes. I don't think you have to be an athlete to be a wrestler, but, like, they are. Most of them are. Most of them are athletes. Yeah. That's how you, like, you know, whatever. But, I mean, also, fucking Vince McMahon's been out there in wrestling and, I mean, like, you I mean, know, the, fucking. The point is, the, the Rock played The Rock played at, right. the, at the U when they were a yeah. powerhouse. Like, yeah. come on. Yeah, for sure. But I don't know anything about McAfee's wrestling I didn't debut see or anything like that. But it's always cool. Like, he totally seems like the kind of guy. I mean, he wears jorts everywhere. Like, he seems like the kind of guy who's still into wrestling. Yeah. Good for him. I'm sure it was fun. I'm sure a lot of his fan base loves wrestling. Good for him. Speaking of athletes and kind of in the entertainment world, did you know John David Washington played college football and then was – Played professional football for five years. I don't know. Is that is Denzel's that, kid? Oh, the kid from Ballers on Tenet. Yeah. I. Uh, this is actually pretty cool. He played at Morehouse. Okay. Then he was. On I the, knew. I knew he played like college ball. Then he was on the Rams practice squad. Okay. For like a year or two, and he and he was trying so hard to play professionally. He played uh, overseas, I think, in one of those leagues for like four years. Was he a receiver? He was a running back. Okay. Because they got him as a receiver on ballers, right? They do, but it makes me... Re- you know why it makes me respect him? Why? Because he's Denzel Washington's kid. Denzel was a hooper. Denzel played at Fordham, I think. Did he? Yeah. But my point is he grew up with, like, let's be honest, money, fame, his dad. He had no problem being the practice squad guy and then playing... Sure. My point is... I think that says a lot about him as a person that he was like, he didn't give up on his dream and like he went to like Europe or the Canadian Football League, wherever it was. I think it's easier to give up when you already have money and those things and you were born into that versus just grinding it out. 
anyway, I just I thought that was cool. I didn't know that. I didn't know. I didn't know he did the whole practice squad thing. Yeah, like he was on the ramps. Yeah. It makes me. I'm gonna see because of learning that stupid fact. I'm like, yo, I want to see Tenet. Now. I mean, I'll it's Christopher watch, Nolan yeah, too. I was gonna say, I'll watch Chris Nolan. You know, film an infomercial. All right, one last call. Dirty Sports, what's happening, guys? This is Luke from Cincinnati. Um, I'm just calling with a question, uh, maybe like a little filler topic. Um, so I'm watching Twitch.tv the other night, and I was watching, because uh, UFC 4 just dropped, so I was watching some of the fighters uh, stream the game, and I was watching Sugar Shane O'Malley. And he said that he's never, like, he's not, he's never been, like, a huge striker. He learned all of his moves from the game itself. So he'd go into the game, he'd play, he'd throw kicks and all that stuff, and then he'd try and incorporate that into his own fighting style. Do you think that there's any players out there that'll play like NBA 2K or FIFA or whatever, whatever their sport is, and then they do something crazy and try to intricate it, try to put it into their game? Uh, let me know what you guys think. Stay dirty, boys. I think this is a no-brainer at this point. I think they do. Yeah, at this point, I mean, we, we talked about it a couple weeks ago. These the NFL players uh, that the yearly freak out over their Madden scores and shit like that. I think that you know even if it's even if it's things that you know and you understand. Like I got to imagine some of these running backs, you know, using the juke or using the spin that that they trained to use that they know how to use, but they go, oh, oh, it worked in that situation. I could use it in a game like that, like. To me, it's a no-brainer yeah. at this point, especially all these kids growing up on video games, never in their lives not having a video game. Sure. I mean, w you know, we're from the generation. You're a little bit younger than me, so you probably had Nintendo uh, about as early as you can remember, right? Oh, yeah. As early as I remember, Nintendo. Nintendo was Contra? still like I still, – I still old enough that – I remember Nintendo happening. Like, but we I, had Atari. I, remember, I, was, had, I remember Atari. Yeah. Like, it, it was, you know, but there was a lot of, t I mean, even Nintendo, like, it's not the realism. So, like, the getting to the point where you can realistically go, like, oh, this. I can assure you also some of these quarterbacks, they've got a play they like to pull out of their bag that they fucking – decide it was great because they use it on Madden all the time. 100%. Like, for sure. Yeah, definitely. And it works both ways. I'm pretty sure Spider 2Y Banana is now in every Madden. Like, it is. Yeah. Hotline is 310-359-8365. Drop us a call. Shout out to Luke from uh, Cincinnati. Maybe I'll run for mayor. Yeah. You know, uh, I just want to tell you, you know, my, I actually only, there's only one move from a video game that I instituted into my uh, actual sporting life. I stole it from NBA Jam during, during my high school days. I would just do the wild elbow swing. <laughs> That's a good move. <laughs> the wild elbow swing, knocking guys over. I will say I do miss, uh, I, I did enjoy playing NBA Jam. When Nick was here, we'll have to get we'll have to get uh we'll have to we'll have to both get uh maybe you can out of our dirty sports thus fund bias matching consoles we should start playing trip Twitch online 
oh god how am i setting that up with my dad it hasn't really set in that i'm moving in with my soon to be 77 year old dad how how long do you think that will i mean is that your long-term plan you're just gonna like for now be with walt i mean it's not a long-term plan no yeah it's like that's the part of your that's that's the part of your move that I'm worried about. Just before you know it, you're just like the air's too damn low. Fucking, I like it hotter. You think I'm gonna turn into my dad? Yeah. yeah. Well, you're well, staring down the block. Well, the truth I'm is, like, what are you doing, Andy? You're like, sorry, lost track of time. I'm staring down the block. The truth is, I already share. My dad makes me laugh so much because I share a lot of elements of him. I mock him for the staring and all that. Dude, I do the same thing outside my window. Yeah, I'm aware. That's what I'm saying. So, like, I can mock my dad, but I'm him. A lot of my sense of humor is him. Dude, if you saw old pictures, I look more like my dad than any brother in my family. So, like, I share a lot of elements. No, but I'm, trust me, on a lot of issues, like, we we don't see eye to eye. The, The good news is there's space, right? So, it's like, if we're having problems... Him or I can just go in the basement. And I have a car now, too. Yeah. I'll have a car. That's a lot different. Yeah, for sure. Brad's already been like, if dad annoys you, come to our house. And I'm like, <laughs> well, do, well, dude, like, I don't know if that helps it. Yeah. It's going to be interesting. Yeah, it'll it'll be interesting, but I'll, I'll make it work. I'm, I mean, who knows, right? I just, I, I get... I say, oh, I can't handle this. I'm moving back. The thing is about moves, it's not that expensive when you live in a small apartment like me. Right. It's going to be under $2,000 to move all my stuff across the country. That's nothing. Quality of life. I think, I, I think we got to make quality of life shirts <laughs> with, with the Ohio emblem in the background. That's hilarious. I don't even know what the state of Ohio looks like. It's like a heart. It used to be called the heart of it all. I'll put it put it right in the heart area. Yeah. All right, guys. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at the Dirty Sports. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Andy Ruther. And you know what? You know for real we doing a local Cincinnati meetup for some chili. You know what we're gonna have to do before you leave. What? We're gonna have to watch a game. I 100 percent agree. That's the one thing we can do the show via Zoom. It's gonna be hard to do our live watches. Yeah. We'll have to do a live watch before you leave. A hundred percent. One last medium pizza bowl. Yeah. If sports happen. Yeah. At Joe Prano on Instagram, at Joe Prano on Venmo, at Fix Your Life on Twitter. Eat mushrooms. Just eat them. Yeah, I'm all for that. Get some mushrooms. Eat them. Fix your life. I'm all for those things. If If you're one of those dipshits... Writing hateful shit under fucking tweets. Eat some mushrooms. Just realize, you know, if you like to drink, if you like to tailgate, if you like to drink on the beach, if you like to drink on the boat, if you like to drink on the golf course, if you've ever sped, if you've ever been smoking pot in a car, you've ever been under the influence behind the wheel, you don't really fucking want the police fucking arresting every single person that's ever committed a crime. We're all fucking criminals. We've all done something. God forbid you ever fucking do something and people trot out, oh, Tim fucking once got a DUI on his way to Taco Bell. Don't be a dipshit. Eat mushrooms. 
Stop playing the national anthem before fucking sporting events. Eat mushrooms. That's your message. That's my message. There's too many hateful people out there. Too many people who don't have compassion. Eat some mushrooms. Get some compassion. Stop saying, oh, you fucking once committed a crime. You and should be dead. And smoke weed, too. You should be a fucking dead person. Relax. I know weed has really mellowed me out. It's really good for you. Okay, guys, that's the show. Thank you for sticking with us. We'll be back on Monday. Have a great weekend. Stay safe. And as always, stay dirty.